0: to random gaming talk it's entertainment talks podcast for video games i'm your host matthew joining me today my co-host is robert how's it going hello. it's going good how's it going with you
1: going good yeah
0: going good. hello i'm here yeah yeah sorry there was just a, a small little bit of a lag there um good uh yeah i'm good as well that's uh which is good um what have you been uh playing within the last week or so
1: uh, still mostly grounded. I did finally manage to beat the first mini boss. Uh, the assistant manager opened up a lot of other stuff. Um, right now, I've been resource gathering, trying to gear up for some of the bigger boss fights because there's four bosses that are like super, super hard that you have to fight in order to get towards the end and kind of progress the story along. Um, so I've been gearing up for that. Mostly, a lot of that has been realizing. How long is taking to get to some of the uh, uh, resource gathering areas? So I've been doing some mini scaffolding constructions to try to create a zipline network, uh, which is a lot faster way to traverse
0: mm-hmm. through
1: the world. Um, so well, it's a lot of a lot of building. Did, lot did of you resource say zipline? Cap- yeah, zipline.
0: Oh, cool, nice. I didn't know you could do that in that game. So.
1: Yep. That's pretty. Cool. Uh, it it takes a while to get to that point because first you got to build uh, the spinning wheel. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta collect spider webs and then you turn right. the spider webs into silk. Huh. Um so it's not like super advanced into the game, but to get to that point you do have to be, you know, a few hours into it. So Fair. um and Fair. you could go on you can go on YouTube and see people just make these wildly elaborate networks. And that's the same with any, you know, building game is people that are like silent engineers and silent architects just make these mad, crazy stuff. And you've seen that with pretty much any building game. Uh, Grounded, uh, Fallout 4, uh, Seven Days to Die that I play every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, just games like that where you can open world build. People make like friggin' everything. Nice. Like I've seen the Taj Mahal recreated in Minecraft. So.
0: Mm. Cool. Death Stranding has got a little bit of that, but not on the same sort of creation side. Mm-hmm. You can put like zip lines and ladders out and, and things like that, but you don't actually sort of craft things you just you have a set uh obviously uh, a set a set set of items that what I meant to say um Mm -hmm. a a set selection sorry of 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 items that you can use you can't like craft something that isn't in the game but um no I get what you mean uh glad glad hear you're enjoying enjoying that um So, I had a big Call of Duty week this week, and when I say big, I really do mean big. Uh, It's pretty much all I've played, apart from Mario and Rabbids, which I'll talk about very briefly. I only played literally about 15 minutes of it earlier, but I noticed something very interesting about that game. Uh, So, I did my final stream on. What day was it? on? It On Thursday this week, so a couple of days ago, and I had the goal of. I wanted to play a Cyber Attack game, just like I normally do, and to get the winning game kill and finish with a positive kd within that game not within my own records but within that game played it for over three hours and it just was not happening whether it was a case of like the other team was cheating or my team was really bad or people on my team didn't have mics and stuff um people have kind of moved on a bit from the game which makes sense Um, It was a bit sad to see, but it it makes sense, and the new one's going to come out, like, this week. Didn't manage to get the game-winning kill, but my last kill I was happy with, and then the next round was so fast anyway that it just finished, and I was at three hours at that point, and I I streamed the entire thing, and you can probably see me getting more frustrated and more stressed throughout the stream. I was like, I I have to just call this at some point, like, and that that was, like, one of the better games I'd i'd had um so i did like clip my final kill and all that sort of stuff you know it's a a moment isn't it so um did all of that then i did a wrap up of sorts sort of stream um that was um me going through my records like how many kills i would gotten and time spent in the game and you know going over my records of the three years which uh, there were some stats that really did surprise me as well um so yeah, I said said goodbye to the game. Um I took the disc out, uninstalled it, and finished with the stream and cleaned off my uh career with that, if you if you want to call it a career with that. Um So that was quite interesting to do. Um but now that I've gone fully into Modern Warfare 2, I can't really go back to Modern Warfare nineteen anyway. The the gameplay is really surprisingly different, like the the feel of it is very, very, very different. Um and then I went a few hours later. Uh, well, not a few hours later, about an hour or so later, and streamed just like the first hour or so of the campaign. I've now finished the campaign, I finished it yesterday. Um, I thought, okay, instead of just putting a review out, I want to sort of like take take a bit of time to think about it because there was a lot of stuff going on in that game. Um, one e- easily in terms of like the COD campaigns I've played, this is easily the most not difficult. It's definitely challenging because of the way the story goes and everything and what's set up there's so many enemies that come at you and what I kind of like about it is just in the same way you would in kind of a real war scenario is like hey I have these guns grenades equipment whatever there's all of these enemies and you gotta just deal with it and there's Two, there's lots and lots and lots of different set pieces, and they're really quite creative and and new and and quite interesting. There's two particular set pieces the game puts you into, and I genuinely thought like I I don't know how I'm going to get through this section, and my character because you switch between a few different characters, and there's two particular different sort of um, set pieces, and um, the way the way the characters, I mean, they do a lot of really good character development, like really really good character development um in in this game and the way these characters talk about the situations that they're in and and that kind of stuff and it, even the kind of the characters are like hey you might not make this serious obviously you will because you know the game's not going to end halfway through when you die uh, you'll just obviously respawn but you really do have to just like think very very tactically about what you're doing and there's I'll just say that there's two... I don't want to like do gameplay sort of spoilers... But there's two particular scenarios... Where you have to craft things... In in a way that makes sense within the game... And within what you're doing... And it's set up quite well... And it's really, really difficult to get through... But all you've got to do... Is just really, really think about... What have I got? Where are the enemies? Where can I sort of catch them out? Or, or sneak past them? You don't have to kill like every enemy in the game... And kind of think, you know... If a real soldier is in these extreme conditions, in these extreme situations, which they probably have been, what would they do? And you know that that kind of thing. So it really, really does challenge you. It's really quite difficult at certain points. Um, but the the gunplay is, I I think the gunplay is the best in the entire franchise, not just within the Modern Warfare um, series. I I think, and this will you'll only really get this with the PS5 experience. The combination of the gunplay. The adaptive triggers obviously the triggers for when you're shooting and you know that like ties obviously into the gameplay and the audio and the audio design and the animations that as a package as the whole gunplay mechanic really just elevates and just it, it's just a bit of a game change well not a bit of a game changer it is a game changer for call of duty like the way that your guns move when they reload and um like the oh, is it the particular word for it the um there's stuff that, like, w- when you shoot and there's, like, an effect that goes over the front of your gun. I can't think of what it's called, but it's got a particular name to it. Um, the rec- Muzzle Flash? Muzzle Flash, that's it, yes. Um, when, like, that comes up and how that's animated and that kind of thing, that's really, really good. But, like, the 3D audio, the audio of the guns and how they all sound different and the animations and everything and how good it feels to shoot and, and things like that um it's really quite like just top class it really is i i had a couple of little issues at the start with the audio because i don't think my audio was on the right setting i sort of noticed something that wasn't quite right but i i, I flicked like one setting and then it was it was completely normal um so yeah and obviously it won't spoil the ending the ending just made my brain explode because they do the the ending and the reveal is the most obvious thing they could have possibly done, but I didn't think about it throughout the entire game. Um, basically, a character says another character's name. I was like, wait a second, who's that? And then they did another scene afterwards, and then my, my, my brain just exploded. I can't believe that they're going where they're going with this story. There's clearly going to be a Modern Warfare 3. They're going to obviously do this as a trilogy. But... I I can't believe that they're going where they're going, and it's so. It just it it just I I sat there for like ten minutes thinking about where they're going with the story, and ov- obviously I can't say what it is here. I'm not gonna not gonna do that. Um, but even when they revealed it, I was like, oh yes, of course you you'd go there, but not in a sort of like, oh that's dumb. Of course you'd do that in a way of like, I should have obviously seen that coming. Like it's obviously where you were going, but there was. But it it's not obvious in a setup because it's not really set up. It's this like post-credit sort of-ish thing, um, or like this—it's like the last clip, like sort of set up thing um, within this. And I was like, okay, like okay, they're, they're putting these characters sort of around this table or whatever, and they're gonna obviously reveal what the next mission is, just like they did in the—you know—in the previous game. You take out the threat of that game, and then you get like you, you know in the way with these military and special ops types of films and stuff the way that characters hand like files to each other so like hey we've got intel on this terrorist or this person it's that type of thing um which is usually how these types of stories finish um and then my brain just exploded because i just um i just couldn't believe that they're going to go where they're going to go with it and i think it's really brave and i think it's going to be really really interesting to see um it's so interesting from a canonical point of view because this isn't really a reboot But it isn't a continuation of the original games, but it's a revival. But it's a revival in a way of. I don't know, it's just really, really interesting what they've done with the story. And for, like, your average kind of gamer and that, when you say Call of Duty to them, they probably think of, like, okay, multiplayer, right? And, like, you know, people camping and stuff like that. You don't really think of, like, excellent story reveals and character development and that's not what you traditionally would think of when you say like oh what what game are you playing I'm playing Call of Duty. You wouldn't think, oh that person's experiencing a really great story with character development and like really great plot reveals. You you just you don't really think about that when you when you come to that sort of series. Um but it's doing some really just amazing stuff so uh I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um I'm not gonna review it yet. I'll do that uh Possibly some point this week. I want to sort of like you know make some notes, and it's it's going to be that type of review when I make notes and talk for a really long time. So um, because it, there's there's certain reviews I can just kind of do, and there's certain reviews where I want to think for a couple of days, and then like when I go to sit down, make notes, and then really kind of flesh things out because certain things deserve that more than the rest. um Any thoughts on any of that, Robert? Uh,
1: I mean, I'm glad that the story held you and got you deep into that obviously i don't play shooters i don't know anything about the modern uh, warfare world i'm not even sure i've ever played the game Mm -hmm. outside of maybe like they did a free weekend like eight years ago or something for one of the versions and i played it and just don't remember it Uh, that's just not my world Mm -hmm. but clearly you're you're very much into it and you can't wait. I'm guessing you can't wait for the multiplayer to unlock.
0: Yep. Should be on, it's either going to be Thursday or Friday. They might do like the early thing that they did, um, last week. Cause I was, I was expecting the game to launch on Friday and it launched on like, at like 6 PM on Thursday. I'm not quite sure why exactly that was, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that and getting my, uh, I was going to say getting my new career started. I'm really just continuing my Call of Duty career, but into, into the next game. Um, but I was just, I, I just can't believe they, they went where they went with the story. My mind is like, my mind was just completely blown. I was sitting there for like 10 minutes watching the credits, like listening to the music and thinking about what I've just witnessed. Um, I, I've not come across many reveals like that. That's the most obvious thing that they could do, but not in a cheap, stupid way, in a way of like, um of like, hey, you know, that thing you weren't thinking of at all, it's like, okay, yeah. And then you sort of think they reveal it to you and you go, oh, of course you're going to do that. And then they sort of, it w- it would be like they look back at you and think, but you didn't think we were going there, did you? And I'd be like, no, I didn't. But it makes so much sense that you are. So uh, that's that's brilliant. Um, and then I got to thinking, cause I've I've talked recently about the the thin rumours of like release, uh, dates for the for the next games and stuff. And uh, th- this cod is getting two years of support. I don't know when Modern Warfare three is gonna come out because they said. Um, Obviously, the the dates aren't set in, like, stone or whatever. Um, But one game's, like, 2024, one game's 2025. So I don't know if Modern Warfare 3 is 2026. But then there's rumours of um, campaign DLC next year. So maybe it continues with that. But I don't really think... What they've set up, I don't really think is in line for just DLC story. That really feels like the setup of Modern Warfare 3. But um, we'll see. We'll see where they go. I mean, if that's just the DLC stuff, I can't imagine what they got prepared for Modern Warfare 3. Um, So... We shall see. Anyway, um, yeah, the other game I played, I only dabbled in it a little bit, but uh, Meryl and Rabbids um, 2, I think it's called Sparks of Kingdom, or I can't remember what it's called, um, played about 15 minutes of it earlier. Um, They introduce you straight away to some of the new game mechanics. I really, really like what they've done so far, and me me saying I really like what they've done 15 minutes into playing a new game I think is a good sign. Um, They've sort of... So in, in in the first game, uh, Mario and Rabbids one, I can't remember the subtitle names of both games, but um, it was obviously it's like a tactical, um, not really a tactical tactical shooter. You like it's a bit like Stick of Truth and like XCOM and those those sorts of games where you um, aim where you turn want base. Your, yeah turn based and things like that, and where you can take cover in a very specific way. They've done it a bit different this time, where instead of having a grid that you can only click on an area. You can kind of freely walk around a bit and turn the camera around... ...and like lean your character up against stuff. It's really quite good. Um, also one really simple but interesting thing they've done... ...is um, so with the normal blasters that your characters get... ...they had one and you'd, you'd shoot it once and then that would be it. You could like upgrade it and stuff like that. Mario starts this game with two. And that means that you can shoot at two different enemies. That's something really really simple. But as soon as I did my first double shot with that it was like oh okay that's that's an interesting like very simple difference but um could make because something like that you being able to get off two shots instead of one could really save you in you know so, so, you know when the game's going to get like quite difficult later on it's going to get really complicated and there's going to be armored enemies or whatever um that extra shot could uh could really help in certain situations but a sort of more free roam Um, The sort of like free room ish approach they've taken is is kind of interesting and different, so that's what I'm going to be playing next. Um, Anyway, that's what we've got for what we've been playing, let's move into some housekeeping and then we'll get into some news, see you for that in a minute. Today's sponsor is Manscaped, you can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them which is UK. that's E-T-A-L-K. UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K, you can either copy and paste that, into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with Manscaped and free shipping first-hand quality professional with Manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about Manscaped's quality thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast and thank you very much for listening hi there if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name we've got good news for you with our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes which is for our affiliate link you can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today they've also got a very handy Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, I went and saw a film today, that film is called Black Adam, obviously it's the Dwayne Johnson DCEU DC film, gave it a skip rating, I explained why in the review, I don't need to go over everything here, Uh, spoiler free, spoiler split, there was a surprising amount for me to talk about in the spoiler section, and all that kind of stuff, Um, but again, that's only a recommendation, if you still want to go and see this film, I can't and won't stop you. Um, but hey, that's what we do. We review stuff and we recommend. We can only recommend what to do, right? Um, we can't like obviously tell people what to pay for and what to watch and that sort of stuff. So uh, that's my review of Black Adam. Unfortunately, it uh, just didn't land with me. That's a, that's a nicer way for me to put it. Uh, so that is for that. Over on the United cast, a very 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 dramatic game against Chelsea, one one. Um, stupid penalty that we gave away. They scored a goal, and five minutes later we scored a very dramatic late game header, so that was the Man United Chelsea game, over on the Walking Dead we're still continuing with that, that's season 11 episode 19 and we are fast approaching the end of that because we've only got 5 episodes left, so look out for that as well, over on the other United Cast episodes we recently beat Tottenham by 2 goals to nil, excellent performance, one of the best performances of the season, Um, unfortunately followed up by Ronaldo walking out of the stadium and refusing to be subbed on as a player, so obviously that was a big talking point as well and it still is now but um that was 2-0 so that was very good uh last week on gaming talk we talked about <coughs> horizon uh, zero dawn the 2017 game getting a remake bayonet 3 which i believe we have a follow-up for this week the whole voice acting uh paid um situation uh, then we talked about gotham knights as well so there's all of that um over on the marvel stuff for reviews i did my must-see review for werewolf by night that is a special presentation disney plus um thing It's sort of mcu adjacent it could fit into the mcu later but it's not directly mcu which is a bit different they tend to do like everything is mcu but that's on disney plus it's called werewolf by night spoiler free spoiler split review that's a sort of television film it's like an hour long so you can go and check that out did a why you should watch episode this is for C uh, it's the Apple TV Plus show starring one Jason Momoa, who you may recognize as Aquaman or any other different roles um, fit really well with how I wanted to talk about the show just with in terms of its qualities who's in it where you can watch it what it's about um, that episode is designed to be spoiler free so I really just talk about why the show is good and why you should watch C um, also did a must see review recently for She-Hulk as well, attorney at law. That's for the first season. So I did a spoiler-free, spoiler-split review on that. Obviously, that's the newest TV show from um Disney Plus or on on the MCU stuff. Uh, of course, we got Black Panther coming out next month, which should be interesting. As well, uh, that's what we've been doing recently on Entertainment Talk and on podcast platforms. Let's get into some news. <laughs> um I'm going to cover this news story in a bit of a different way than what I usually do. So the news story at hand is that G4 is shut down. You've got a bit of an accompanying piece that we'll get to after this. What I'm going to do with this is I'm going to tell you a hypothetical scenario and compare that to a real situation that happened within G4, if that all makes sense um i'm gonna be saying the words um jerk off a few times, so just be prepared for me to say that. I mean we're adults that listen to the show, I assume, and all that type of stuff, and we're talking about adult people so i'm gonna i'm gonna lay out a a hypothetical scenario that will never happen, but it is completely comparable to the real situation one of the real situations that happened a bit of time ago at g four but something that kind of kind of kicked things off a bit so. I really like PlayStation Access right I recently I've I've known about them for a while but I recently just as I mentioned a few times in the last what month or so I've given them a couple of shout outs they're really good they really make really fun content over there you've got basically uh, Nathan who's a bit more in the background now but Nathan still is there you've got Ash Rosie David and Rob those are the four main people that make content on PlayStation Access um they do regular streams over there they're really really fun uh so you've got two women and two guys Let's say I went over to a uh, good um, time to do, do this scenario because um, so next week it's Halloween week um, over PlayStation Access. Ash is really big into horror and she's going to be hosting a bunch of their horror streams. Let's say I went over the PlayStation Access's stream tomorrow. I don't know what specifically they're streaming tomorrow, but they'll be putting out Halloween content. And let's say I went into the chat and I said to Ash um, I don't know if Ash will be hosting every episode but she's their sort of horror person and it's the horror Halloween week so she's likely to be there let's say I went over to their live chat and I said to Ash that I didn't want to jerk off to her because she's not as let's say attractive as either Rosie or let's say Holly or Ellie Holly and Ellie are two people that used to be there who have now left Uh, Rosie is somebody who's still there So if I went over to PlayStation Access' stream and I said that, which I would never do because it's a disgusting thing to say to somebody. I would expect, um, obviously the comment would have to be seen, but they have got like two moderators and that sort of thing. So I'd I'd expect to be banned off of that channel, right? Um, I don't know what would happen to the actual YouTube account, but that's what I, I expect to happen. Now if Ash during the stream was, let's say, notified by that or she read the chat or somebody read it out or whatever... I'd expect her to be disgusted by, it doesn't have to be me per se, I'm just putting myself in this hypothetical scenario. Let's say it's myself or somebody else who's a guy who says that exact thing to Ash. Uh could be to Rosie as well, if if Rosie's on that stream. I'm just using Ash, Ash as the example because she's going to probably be doing the um, Halloween stuff next week. I'd feel ashamed of myself and disgusted with myself if I'd actually gone over there and said that. Or any other... Let's say I went over to Naomi Kyle's stream or Roxy Stryer's stream. Or n- name any other, like, female YouTuber. Or, like, Bex's stream or something like that. I'd never say that is a disgusting thing to say to somebody. And I think, we could, I think we can agree on that. Now, switching back to the real scenario. Again, remember, that's a hypothetical scenario. That's never happened and that's never going to happen. Because I'm never going to say that to any woman um or any guy but we need to focus a bit more on the female content creator aspect here so a while ago this was a long time ago now it was six months two years ago maybe eight months or so ago there's a content creator called frosk which is her name um she uh i'll say was because g4 is now shut down was a content creator over on g4 now g4 um is quite active playstation access is pretty active as well but they're one of those live stream places that you know they'll their chat will get flooded they'll be active thousands of viewers that type of thing and from what i understand at the time because she went on a rant that got let's say noticed um a while ago and the reason i have brought up the whole jerking off thing is um i can't remember like word for word the every single thing that she said basically because she was new to g4 g4 itself was relatively new but she'd newly sort of moved over there now from what i understand at the time um there was one of the female content creators over there who had left and she had replaced that content crea- uh content creator i don't know if like if she made the same if she replaced in terms of hosting the same stuff or, or whatever the scenario was the point was that one of the female streamers had left and she'd gone in Now, going back to the example of the comments I said a minute ago about the whole jerking off thing, that is what multiple people had said to her, that they couldn't, let's say, do that over her because they preferred they were more attracted to the other female streamer. Um, And she went on a rant, I don't remember every single word that she said, but I agreed with her. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't expect, whether it's her or Ash from PlayStation Access or any other female streamer, you couldn't expect to go over to a live stream like that... Um, ...whether it's you making the comments or it's somebody else... ...or if you're not in the crowd that would make that comment... that type, ...those type of comments. You would not expect... And ...any woman in that scenario... ...to look at those comments or see those comments... ...and think, oh, that's fine, I'm just going to ignore that. You're gonna... And this is where the whole... ...this is the whole like freedom of speech thing within this as well... ...and it's, 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 it's stupid. Um... So she went on a rant, and people called her woke and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, but I don't think if if it was also like if it was a guy in that in that scenario, and a guy had said like I can't you know pleasure myself to you because you're not as attractive as a, as the previous content creator, I, I'd expect anyone pretty much to react the way that she did, um, because it and it's it's about like manners and and treating people right and that sort of thing, but particularly. When it comes to female content creators, and I, I've seen dozens of female content creators say that, you know, they get not not the exact same type of comments, but similar comments thrown at them. And it, it's just sad to see. It's just really, really sad to see. Um, so that was something that happened with that. And that began the quote-unquote downfall of G4 and that sort of stuff. Um, putting that aside for a minute, obviously that's a big deal to deal with. Um, in terms of what I watched from G4, and we I remember we br- we brought up the news um, a while ago, and you you said like, hey, g 4s coming back, and you know didn't know what it was going to look like, and we we'll said like, hey, maybe check it out and stuff. I I'd, I'd never gone over to G4 to check out their content. I d- I just never went over there. So in terms of actual like quality of what they were doing and what they were making, I don't know what they were making because I I never went over there. It wasn't because I disliked anybody over there. It wasn't because I didn't like their content. I just never went over there. It just it just wasn't it just wasn't the area that I went to. Um I'd heard from other places as well because again I didn't know much about what was going on at G4 apart from the whole situation with Frosk over there. They hired 200 people from what I understand and given the because there's different places in America that are, from what I've read and heard are like really 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 expensive to live um in the, in those particular areas and I've, I've seen prices of certain like rents that people have paid and it's it's kind of outrageous um and effectively they they couldn't get things going um i think there was some other stuff in play like contracts or whatever that didn't quite work out didn't quite go through they didn't succeed they weren't able to obviously pay their staff continuously um people were sort of let go at a point and then the, the company was just was just shut down laid off so Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Um, Probably, I mean... Because one one of the other comments before G4 had actually come back... Was like, uh, the the old style of G4 and stuff. And uh, whether it would work in a modern day setting or whatever. Now, I I never checked out the old G4 or the new G4. So I don't know like, what differences there were in the content. Or like, if it was something that was too old style. Or like, how it worked within Twitch or YouTube. Maybe it didn't quite work. I don't like... No, know about about any of that because again, I never sort of went over there. I remember g four being around um when I was a bit younger, but again i never i just never went over there um so probably was a mistake to hire that many people because that's well a lot of money. I don't know the exact maths or how much people were paid or whatever um but it's not just people's salaries either it's like cameras, you've got obviously laptops and streaming all all the equipment that you need and given that they've got have like a what a full studio and stuff. It would cost a hell of a lot of money to, to run that. Um, plus you've got to pay for whatever you've got to pay for the building. And electricity and internet. And you know th- those sorts of things. To, to be able to run that type of office. So it's a shame. Um, to me it's an even bigger shame as to what happened with, with Frosk. Um, she's never like backed down from what she said. And I don't think that she ever should. Um, because again I think that's a di- that's a disgusting way to speak to. And to treat a person and specifically a woman in this case. Um but Robert there's there's a lot of things going on with, with all this and you've got a companion piece as well, so uh what what did you want to say about this uh situation?
1: Well first knowing that actually in the chat log. Um I agree with you that it is a disgusting thing to say and I would never say it to anybody, but they can't show that somebody actually said that to her. Um second off, I don't know what channel you're watching, but G4 the relaunch i mean it caught on initially because of like the nostalgia bug but it bottomed out fast like i'm on their youtube page and they've got 140,000 subscribers and their live streams get 3,000 people now 3,000 people is a lot but that's 2% of your subscription base so you can't get more than 2% then people aren't watching your content um As for the studio, it wasn't just a big studio. It was a 60,000 square foot studio in the most expensive city in America to live. Um, Probably the easiest equivalent for you. Imagine how much rent the largest office building in downtown London is. That's probably close to what they were paying. Right. Um, A lot of money. Yeah. And and this is something that we've talked about several times.
0: Did did, Did they buy this place or did they were renting it, right?
1: They rented it out. Okay, they couldn't afford okay. to buy it. Right. Like, you got to remember, this is, California is so expensive that Pinterest op- uh, took an option in their uh, their contract. They spent ninety million dollars to no longer have their building in California because it was cheaper to spend the ninety million than to be, continue to be in California. That's wow. how expensive California is. Yeah, that's what I meant with like, um, the
0: American pricing and stuff. So, yeah.
1: where Frost lost me, and this is something that we've talked about a lot is when she started attacking fans in general. Disagree? Yes. I mean, you and I disagree on several things, like very widely in some of the shows that we watch. Um, but mm-hmm. I respect that that's your opinion. Yeah, Yeah, I respect that that's your opinion. You respect that's my opinion. Right. I never attack you on it, and you never right. attack me on it. Mm-hmm. Um, like if, and if she had... Go ahead.
0: Like if you go and watch Black Adam tomorrow and you think it's a 10 out of 10 masterpiece, neither of us are right or wrong. I didn't yeah. enjoy it. You know, I gave it a a four and I gave it a skip rating but those I've seen people out there who enjoyed it I thought it was fun I'm glad they had a good time with it but um you yeah, know we agree and disagree about different yeah. things in entertainment that's fine
1: and I haven't seen it yet um probably not because I've already had the the post-credit scene spoiled for me so I'm just gonna wait till yeah it Dwayne hits...
0: Johnson himself spoiled it <laughs>
1: yeah exactly so I'm just gonna wait for it to hit the five dollar rental because I do want to see it. But, you know, I'd rather rent it for five bucks and, you know, spend an hour watching trailers in a movie theater to spend $15 to watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyway, tangent, when she started attacking fans in general, that's where she lost me. And she didn't kill the channel, but she was definitely the straw that broke the camel's back because they had been dwindling and dwindling. Um, And the companion piece is the other guy that was on that uh, stream at the time, Adam Sessler. To say he went unhinged is like saying the surface of the sun is hot and the empty, emptiness void of space is a little dark. Um, he's always been unhinged. I've heard um, some back strange
0: in, things about him.
1: Well, back in 2013, he was at a convention and some fan was disagreeing with him and they started getting into First Amendment speech. And Adam Sessler said, if you have the First Amendment right to tell me I suck, then I have the First Amendment right to tell everybody where you live online which, no, that's a crime, that's illegal. Yeah. Um, He has said that people that don't agree with his politics deserve to have random people come up and punch them in the face. Um, He has said that people that... His family members that are not of his political suasion, he will happily sip champagne and watch them die. Um, And that is on his Twitter feed. Um, So, yeah. uh, But he took his crazy up another level after G4 shut down. Yeah. uh, let's see what's some of the good ones here. Uh, somebody tweeted at him and said, "I'm sure a washed-up middle-aged man like you will be back on his feet in no time in this roaring economy." Uh, the economy over here kind of is crashing, and inflation is going through the roof. Um, his response was, "Just ask your mom. I'm doing fine." So you know, Jimmy Carr level. That's bullshit. a very childish thing for an adult to say. Yeah. Oh, it gets way worse. Um, somebody did the whole rhyme of "Go woke, get woke up, broke." And somebody, and he said... Uh,
0: Just to be clear, no normal human being says that sentence.
1: I've seen it on t-shirts, but it's mostly trolling. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, his response, like, I, like a real adult, unlike your mom, I have multiple incomes. Go fuck a sheep again, you desperate Nazi. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Um, so and somebody else said, grown man, according to your mom, I guess this is how grown adult's cult. And his response was, I mean, I could consider funding a house candidate in your district that cuts off all fund- federal funding. So you have to prostitute your daughter off to make ends meet while I drive by laughing. Hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and then he... just more and more your, your mom jokes, things like that. Right. Um, yeah.
0: He, so he might be an adult man by age, but not by attitude.
1: He, he's actually about my age
0: okay right No, but I meant, somebody, like, uh, I meant like f- from his age he is a male adult but certainly doesn't act like one
1: yeah um and then then it, then he resorts to physical violence somebody says uh grown men working out their feelings online you're just one of those that needs a little extra help how's the job hunt and he replies i have a feeling to bust your ass um but you live in panama city which is punishment enough and then he goes on to uh threaten to fight anybody that wants to, um, and mm-hmm. just more, you know, threats of physical yeah, violence, yeah. stuff like yeah.
0: that. Yeah. I think he worked with, um, this was ages ago. I think he worked, with, was kind of funny at one point and then he disappeared off that channel. That's probably why, um, th- this was back when like Colin was on there and I, th- I think that mm-hmm. type of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's a bad downfall the way that G4 happened, but just, just specifically in terms of the comments put towards Frosk, um, I think I just think they're almost inhumane to to a degree. Um but yeah um it, it is what it is. It's, some of these people will go off and find other jobs, I'm sure Adam himself, even though he's you know a despicable horrible person, um probably will find a job somewhere. Um it wouldn't surprise me if somebody like Adam Sessler, were, I don't know, I don't know how well you know Piers Morgan, but he's somebody that will probably end up on like his talk show or something. Um you know th- th- these men who think that they can just like say anything without any consequence whatsoever, and then moan about it when they get fired from stuff. So, yeah. Um But no, in terms of like their content, it it feels like they tried to go too big before they could manage it, and uh, it didn't work out. So for for anybody who was at G Four who was a nice per- who was a nice person, um, wish them luck. Hopefully, they can get content creation jobs somewhere else or you know they might, might end up starting their own youtube channel or whatever the case um we wish them luck but um yeah it's it, it, just one other kind of example you know, you know that go woke go broke thing which again no, no real human actually says that it's funny when um i remember when lightyear came out right and lightyear's got a f- two maybe five second kiss scene between two female um adult characters and it's put within better context than what i've just explained and it makes sense and there's people kind of saying like this disney's gonna go woke and go broke and it's like okay even if this specific film doesn't do well at the box office dis- disney's very 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 far from broke so like what you've just said doesn't and I, I sometimes i make like little comments back and be like yeah dis- disney's really broke disney's really gone broke <laughs> it's like you don't even know what you're like what you're even talking about um so it's just uh any time I see that sentence, which unfortunately is more regular than usual, um, it just makes me think that person just doesn't know how to speak or anything like that, because that's just such a stupid sentence. So, um, anyway, let's move on from this G4 stuff. Oh, no, you had the um, follow-up thing, wasn't it? The Adam Cessler yeah stuff, right? Um, speaking of things that... Um, the, the, so, the other way around, um, things that came back to life and then died... Um this is something that was dead and is now back, if that makes sense. It's so the the opposite of the scenario we're about to discuss. Turns out I was wrong about Silent Hill. And look, I've been doing this for a while, made little predictions about things over the years. There are any predictions. I don't know things. Um I can only make guesses based on what companies are and aren't doing, the way that certain things are treated, the way that certain IP is treated. So is it do, do I feel like bad that I that, that I was wrong about Silent Hill being inactive? No, it was just a prediction that I got wrong. Is it good that I got that prediction wrong? Only time will tell. So, um literally it was it wasn't that long after we did last week's episode, um Konami came out and like uh, on Twitter and they said, "Hey, Silent Hill showcase thing like next week." I think it was a couple of hours after we recorded cuz I took a screenshot straight away and sent it to you. Um I can't remember what you said back, but you you said something else um, about that as well. Um, So yeah, in between last week's show and now, uh, they did a live stream thing. I didn't actually watch the stream itself, I just watched the trailers afterwards. Uh, Yeah, it seems like Silent Hill is back. Um, Blooper Team, who is the developers of The Medium, is going to be um, making... Yeah, the Silent Hill, I almost misread my own notes. Um, blooper team's going to be remaking Silent Hill 2. And a team called Neobards, which i am they might have worked on a game that I've not known about before. Uh, they are doing a game called Silent Hill F. And uh, I, there were some like reports of other things, but those are the two things I saw actual trailers for. And I'd said in the past, okay, there was lots of rumours for ages and ages and ages and ages and ages. And ages. And ESRB ratings and this kind of stuff. And I'd said at the time. I will only believe that there's a Resident Evil game. When it's tweeted about properly. And we see a poster or an announcement. Or a trailer. Here we go. Um, am I glad that I was, was wrong? Again time will tell. About how good these games actually are. Um, if we go through Konami's kind of recent history. Obviously he had the uh, fallout with Kojima. Kojima's now doing well. Uh, Over here's Kojima Productions. Um, They attempted to make a Metal Gear Solid game. Which wasn't a remake or anything like that. It was a... I don't really know what that game was. Metal Gear Survive. Whatever that game was supposed to be. And it wasn't very good at all. So. um, One other thing that was reported within all this. Is that Konami apparently doesn't have any in-house developers. So they have to license out what they're doing. Because the only series they're regularly doing and even it's changed a little bit is pez because they have come out with something from pez pretty consistently the, the, the last full game that they released for pez was 2020 that's the game that i like played on stream and i did the coach mode stuff and all that the year after that they did a season update and then the year after that they did the disastrous free to play um was it e football 23 the one that was like launched really 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 badly that was i think last year's game So that's the only game that they've released under their own IP for a long time. They've done some other bits and pieces and obviously pachinko machines. Um, So let's let's focus on this first one first. I put Silent Hill is Alive. Um, Blooper Team is developing the Silent Hill 2 remake. Now the interesting difference is between the medium, which I thought started out as a good game and then really just went down the toilet, is that was an original game. That blooper team had to make a script for and decide all the character stuff and the story and what was going to go on and the game mechanics, you know, make the game. The difference here is Silent Hill 2 is already a game that's existed for a long, long time. It's a, you know, classic PlayStation game. So the story's already there, character is already there, the mechanics are there. The, all, all of the, all of the script related stuff is already done. Same thing with, you know, like Last of Us Part 1. Remake. They go in. Story's already been done, like a, f- a few years ago. Script and you know decisions and all that kind of stuff. Gameplay mechanics, gameplay style, all, all that is already decided. So, Blooper team doesn't have to worry about making new parts to it, unless they want to like add certain gameplay mechanics or like you know change certain stuff. But they don't have to write the script and the story and the characters. So that could mean that Silent Hill Two is better than. The medium i hope it's better than the medium because if it's worse then it's really going to be a bad game but um we'll see how they go with that obviously you know from the trailer very very good graphically you know really good graphics and that type of stuff i I can't remember which engine they're using i think it's in and unreal engine 5 possibly Uh, i didn't see that specific information but um yeah they're remaking silent hill 2 my only question is, why aren't you starting with the first one? Because if you want to do a thing, and this is what I have recommended game companies to do, if you've got a dormant IP, so something like Metal Gear Solid or Castlevania, Castlevania or Silent Hill in this case, instead of just jumping into making a new game, you've got nostalgia to get from the previous audience, and you've got a new audience that you could potentially go and get. So go back to your dormant IP for those games that people love, the, the Silent Hill games. And go and remake them and put them on the new consoles. Then you put new life into your IP. If people really like them. Then you make follow up games. Just like happened with many many other games before. Crash Bandicoot's And obviously a notable example. You go back. The 90's Playstation 1 games. You go back. You remaster them. That not only lets you inter- reintroduce the game to new people. Who might not want to plug in a PS1. Um, but also obviously offers nostalgia to o- older players. Like myself. And then you, know, you put Crash back on the map. And then you go and make a Crash Bandicoot 4. And it's a success. So it's good that they've gone back and done this. I'm just a bit... Um, I mean, I don't really know the story of Silent Hill. I don't know if they're sort of anthology stories. Or I i don't really know the plots of them because I've never played them. It's just curious to me that they decided to remake 2 instead of 1. Um, you should go back and do all of them. All, all of the ones that fans care about and ones that are good. But it's just curious that you start off with 2 and not with 1. Um, so we'll see how good this is. I myself don't trust blooper team, but again, they don't have to write the story or the characters. They can just go in there, make the gameplay and mechanics more modern, obviously up the graphics, and do all that type of type of stuff. Um, so, Robert, in terms of the first game discussed here, Silent Hill Two re- remake, um, what do you think of Konami coming back with this?
1: Uh as for the the one, the two, I'm sure that has to do with licensing. I'm sure there's some weird legal thing that they couldn't or weren't able to get the licensing for in order to do that. Um, as for the sequencing, I don't know. Just I guess it just depends on how easy it would be to make and or how easy or not easy it would be to do. Um, I don't play the horror games either, so I don't really have an mm-hmm. opinion on them coming back. I do know that uh, um, people love those games, and I know they're, yeah. they're playing them on Twitch right now in, in anticipation for uh them coming back so we'll just have to see
0: yeah yeah
1: it's good um i
0: mean so when like capcom went and remastered because they've been doing like resident evil 2 3 now they're about to do 4 they didn't remaster the first resident evil they did like a hd version for ps4 but at least for that you can now go you don't have to plug in a ps3 or a ps1 or a ps2 um that was like ported hd version to ps4 which is playable on ps5 so at least they did that, so even if they don't want to specifically remake Silent Hill 1, could at least make it playable on PS4 and 5 and Xbox uh, consoles and that, um, obviously probably come out on PC anyway, but um, yeah, it's just curious that they've decided to to, to, uh, to do it that way. Um, so like, if Konami were then going to go and remake or remaster the old Metal Gear games, you'd ...probably naturally start with Metal Gear Solid 1... ...plus there is also a story that does go through those games... ...because uh, as I said I don't know... The situation with that with Silent Hill... Um, ...so yeah they're, they're doing that... ...which is interesting... Um, ...the next game they're doing a Silent Hill F... Um, ...I found that almost kind of funny... ...because... ...you know, you know the internet meme don't you... ...F in the yeah. chat... For, ...for when somebody fails or they die... ...like somebody dies in a game live on Twitch... ...and people put F's in the chat... ...like for fail or whatever... Um did that come from an actual game? I think it did did. Uh
1: it? I'm sure it did. Much like uh press X to doubt came from the uh oh, yeah. L. Noir game. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. You've sent that to me a few times. Um, cuz w- when I when I see that meme online, um you th- there's a screenshot of like a military game where somebody's standing in front of a coffin and it says press F to pay respects. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know if that's actually a real.
1: That one. was that was real. I for, I think it was a, it was either it wasn't Gears, it was it was definitely a military shooter. I forget which one, um, but yeah, that is a hundred percent real. Let me look that up real quick.
0: Okay, okay. I don't remember that being in a game that I've played. So, um, I guess it was in Gears, and I'm misremembering that.
1: But actually, it was in uh, Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare 2014.
0: Oh, that's why I didn't. Know that. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, if, yeah. if
1: you literally put in uh, uh internet search, press F two, it pops right up. Okay, it's like the first thing that comes up.
0: Okay, no, that's like one of the worst COD games. So that that was when I that was actually at a time when I bailed out of COD because I was like, well, what 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 is this game? So uh, that's why I don't know what that's from. Um, but interesting to know that that's real and that's actually a thing. Um, so that's obviously if you play it on PC, isn't it? So, um. Would it be X for for respect within that scene or something? I guess
1: Um, X on Xbox, and I don't know what the equivalent would be on uh, PlayStation. Square, I
0: think, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, aside from the potential internet meme, Silent Hill F is in development from a team called Neobards. Um, Both of these games did have trailers. The trailer for this game is very, very vague. It doesn't really tell us anything, um, so in terms of me predicting if this is going to be good or bad I have no idea um, I just it's I know that the name of Konami and the name of like Neobards and Blooper Team they're different things right mm-hmm. I just don't trust Like, if, if anybody can write in and give me any reasons to why I should trust Konami with literally anything feel free um, because I think there's, there's a reason for me to do that. Uh, now, do I trust this Neobards team to make this game? I don't really know who they are. Um, but then again, you know, you had um, the developers of, let's say, Kenya Bridge Spirits, who I'd never really heard of before, went and played Kenya Bridge of British Spirits, really enjoyed it. And I thought, hey, I'll keep an eye on that development name team and see if they make a new one or whatever. So this game could be good, but you, you have to remember the Konami's at the top of this tree and they're going to be telling these other teams what to do. So there's no there's no there's just no re- like for, for all the way from, you know, PT to Metal Gear Survive to the fallout with Kojima to what they've done with pears to the pachinko machines, there is no reason for me to trust this company. Um I I talk sometimes with companies about like brand trust and when when a company or a studio is making something what is that company or studio's track record, and have I enjoyed what they've made before? Because if they have, then I have more reason to trust, like, hey, you've made stuff that I've enjoyed before, therefore I have more trust that I'll enjoy the things that you make. But if it's the other way around, I have no reason to trust the company. Um, And that's just how this applies here. Um, where, Where's your trust level at with Konami in doing anything good with these two games?
1: Honestly, I don't even care, really, because I'm not going to be playing them anyway, so...
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, um,
0: we'll see what they do with that. I'd, I'd be. I I might check these out. Maybe. Um, see, I'm not a Silent Hill fan. But if I played these games, I could become a Silent Hill fan. Just depends if these games are any good. And if they go remake or remaster, um, Metal Gear Solid, I'll take more interest in that because I really. Especially the first one. That game is so iconic and just awesome. Um, I would take more interest in that point. But. See, it's it's good that Konami's decided to wake up and do something. It just depends if this something is even worth them waking up doing. Um, and only, only time will tell with that. There's there's no way we can tell if these games are going to be good or bad or what's going to happen with them. I'd say, sorry, I saw the initial tweet of like, hey, Silent Hill presentation. And the first thing I thought of was, if you dare, if you even think about saying anything to do with Pachinko machines in this stream... The internet's just gonna break, and I I I would have been in stitches laughing, um. But thankfully, this time they decided to not do that. They still got the pachinko machines out there. It just wasn't uh, mentioned in this stream because that that would have just that would have just been that would have just been embarrassing. I think so. Um. But there we go. Uh. Last thing I've got to talk about here is uh just a little kind of note. Um. But potentially very interesting. The upcoming potentially is not announced yet, but the long rumored. Wamper League game, if you don't know what this is, uh, there was a game on PS1 called Crash Bash, and it was a party game involving the Crash Bandicoot characters, so Crash Bandicoot, Coco, Neo Cortex, you know, you you get the gist. This isn't a remake or remaster from what we understand of that game, Crash Bash was not a good video game. Um, This is supposed to be a sort of, hey, let's, let's take the idea of a Crash Bandicoot party game, but just not remake Crash Bash. Just make make something new. But make it a party game. So like new uh, idea in terms of that. Um, influencers have, were sent. Um, I think it was pizza or something this week. Or, or re- very very recently. And what was it again? Um, it was something to do with the price. That was listed for the pizza or something. And it was 12 dollars eight. Something like that. It it, it lined up that the price lined up with the date of the Game Awards, which I think is the eighth of December. Which obviously you flip your month and date mm-hmm. the other way around, as to what do we do. So that would be no the... idea
1: why, but we do that.
0: I don't know why either. Um, but uh, yeah, that wouldn't be the twelfth of August. That would be the eighth of December. So twelve pound eight for this pizza, and it was sent out by Activision to various different Crash Bandicoot influences. I saw um some of them my follow on Twitter, and they said, "Hey, you've been sent this pizza. It's got this." Uh, Price on it, this is the same date as the Game Awards. Now if we rewind to the twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, when did Crash Team Racing Nitro Fuel come out? Um the the year before that game came out. And they had a uh crate on on the stage that the the um crate that Crash spins and then Crash, obviously in a mascot suit, was on the stage and they were they revealed uh Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. So there is a relationship there with the game awards. Um it's but it's it's possible. Um yeah, they they could certainly do that. That would be a great time to reveal it. This game has been rumoured for a long, long time. Um and this would this would be a good way, because what Activision has tried to do with Crash is okay, go back, remaster the original three, people like it. Okay, what's the next one? Crash Team Racing. Okay, let's remaster that game, add some other stuff to it, which which is why it's called Nitro Fueled, and give essentially a modern crash team racing game they did that people like that uh so instead of them going and remastering like twin sanity or wrath of cortex the next logical step is okay the other type of game we can do so instead of the platformer and kart racer games the other one that we can do is the party games so like with mario party-esque type of thing but because crash bash isn't very good instead of going back and remastering that which i think that specifically would be a mistake just go and make a new party game for that so that they're trying to sort of make make modern versions of of all the games that were that were at least interesting for for crash and hopefully correct the mistakes of crash bash with uh with a new game um obviously in between that they also obviously made crash Bandicoot 4 the sequel to, to the the actual proper sequel to the third game um so they're trying to fill out the slots with crash and trying to like you know make modern uh versions of those games which is uh very very good um Robert do you think Crash could be there Do you think there's $12 the $12 A do you think it Lines up with the Game Awards what do, you, what do you Kind of think
1: Yeah I think it Definitely will have Some release I did a quick check uh, Nitro Fuel Came out in 2019 So not that long ago But not super recent Either um, Yeah I don't doubt I mean we're going To probably get a lot Of announcements At the Game Awards So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. When that comes out So Yeah we shall see If that's
0: the case um, Alright that's all I've got for this week Robert how about Yourself
1: uh, well, first up, we've got an update and some more information with the Bayonetta voice acting role. Uh, so, doesn't prove anything either way, but it does fill out a lot of context. Uh, now, first off, I had known this, but I forgot about this. Uh, back in 2016, there was a strike from the voice actors guilds trying to get better conditions. Um, they did secure a few things. Um, they secured bonuses based off of number of sessions the role required. Um, they limited the sessions to four hours a day because there were some people doing like 10 hours in a booth at a time, which as someone who did phone support and had to talk for eight hours a day, that is exhausting. Um, so two sources talked to Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. Uh, according to these anonymous sources, uh, Platinum Games sought to hire Taylor, uh, the actress who did the two previous beta games, mm-hmm. uh, for for at least five sessions, paying three to four thousand dollars each session, which would have been fifteen to twenty thousand um, dollars, Taylor, according to the sources, rejected that ask- offer and asked for a six-figure sum, as well as residuals. Um, Platinum declined and then offered her a cameo role for a single session at three thousand dollars, and she declined that. Um, so this is one of those things where nobody's right, nobody's wrong. So technically, her saying they only offered her three thousand dollars is accurate because that was the counter offer. Now, obviously, Taylor comes out and told Bloomberg that his sources are the sources are lying, and that Platinum Games is trying to save face. Platinum Games has not officially done anything outside of hiring Jennifer Hale, who did the female Commander Shepard in the Mass Effect series, uh, to take over that role. Um.
0: So she's the one who actually ended up doing, because Bayonetta 3 is like a, is it about to come out? I'm not sure. It's um, fairly close. All right. So she's the one, she actually did replace her then. Yeah. The the, the other person.
1: And I, honestly, I this is one of the things that I just don't know enough information. I don't know what a market rate is for a top tier voice actor um, in video game sphere. Mm-hmm. $1,000 an hour doesn't sound like that much of an insult. I mean, if you're going to make in half a week for what I make in half a year, insult the hell out of me. Um, and I know that, you know, obviously actors get paid based off their name, off of their bank their marketability, their bankability, like for like movie actors. You wonder why somebody got cast that role is because the people that made the movie knew that role would get people's asses in seats.
0: Right, there's a what, reason why like, Rock's movies, yeah, make a like shit Dwayne ton Johnson's Black Adam, yeah,
1: yeah. Now, granted, he has fought for that and wanted that for the longest time, um, so that's not a big thing. He he has been lobbying for that for years, but mm-hmm. they also know if they put Dwayne Johnson in a movie, it's going to make a couple three hundred million dollars at the box office.
0: Mm-hmm. That's also, I think, why Aquaman did as well as it did because you got because you got Jason Momoa as Aquaman, and that yeah. I think boosted that role, which he's great as Aquaman, so mm-hmm. it all worked out. So, yeah,
1: yeah, and he's weirdly perfect for the role. Of being born in in Hawaii and then moved to Iowa, so mm-hmm. he's right. he's got a lot of personal background he can draw on. Mm-hmm. Um, just just on yeah. the subject
0: of Jason Momoa, for, for those of you that watched Aquaman, and it, it wasn't my like most favorite DC film. I don't think it's terrible. It's 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 fine. Um, that's more of a comic booky sort of dumb fun type of thing. If you want to see Jason Momoa do something more, much more sort of serious in his acting, obviously he was in Game of Thrones for a bit. If you want to watch him do a more serious type of performance, as I mentioned with the C episode that I did, he was obviously the lead character in that. That is where you can see more of his range, let's say. So uh, just uh, on that recommendation. Um, Yeah, with this um, Jennifer Hale Platinum Games thing, this feels a bit like a he said, she said type of situation. Yeah. Where? Because initially she came out with the video and that was the one that I watched and when, when we talked about it, um was it last week's Game & Talk episode? Yeah, last week's. Yeah. And she had said, Hey, I was offered four thousand for a flat rate for the whole game and I looked at that and thought, That's terrible. That's disgusting. Um and then afterwards it was like, hey no, it wasn't um four thousand for the whole game, it was four thousand for different sessions. So it was like, okay, is Platinum Games lying about that? Is she lying? who's lying and who's not? And from what I've seen and read so far, apart from her video and a few tweets from Platinum Games and stuff I haven't seen any solid evidence to say either of them are telling the the truth, particularly. Just at the time when we were talking about in the episode, the only information we had was that she recorded a video and said how much she got offered, and I thought, okay, that's ridiculously low for that that role. Um, which I I I still think that particular amount is. Um, so I don't really know what to think. I also just on a on a kind of a side note, is also apparently that she's um transphobic. Um, so on a personal note, that is something that, uh, I, I obviously can't get behind the actress with that. That's not to say that, you know, just because she's got those opinions about trans people that she should be paid less or more. Is it? I'm not saying to do with that. I'm just saying that makes me, that makes me look at her different, obviously, because how she views trans people, um, which I think is a disgusting view. That doesn't mean that I think, okay, just because she is transphobic means that she should be paid less. That's not how that works. Um...
1: Yeah. Yeah, And I was always of the opinion I needed more information. Like if they offered her $3,000 for 60 hours of recording, then yeah, obviously that's a shit offer. Oh, yeah. If they're offering her $3,000 for an hour worth of recording, that's way more than anybody else in this world is going to make doing anything. Mm -hmm. Outside of like billionaires that own companies that, you know, they can say something and their stock price goes up five points and they just made another $90 million.
0: Mm. Um Yeah, yeah. So um, did you have any other information on this?
1: Uh, No, I mean, the article talks about a few things back and forth, nothing really relevant. Unless we see an actual physical contract offer, we're never really going to know the full story on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've always said that people pay what anything is worth. And I can say, like, I have a 2014 Ford Fusion. I could say I think it's worth a million dollars and list it for sale as a million dollars, doesn't mean I'm going to get a million dollars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're selling that to me, that doesn't mean I'm going to pay that price for it. Because I might not think yeah. it's worth that much. So Yeah. Um,
1: And I have no problem of her thinking she's worth that much, but she's got to yeah. find somebody willing to pay it.
0: Right. And agree with that person. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll just have to wait for more information because it's a bit, it's a bit up in the air. So um, what else did you want to talk about this week?
1: Uh, The last thing that I have is we have an official... Uh, price and date for the Dual Cinch Edge that was revealed this year at Gamescom uh, it's everything that the Dual Cinch is haptic feedback, adaptive trigger, triggers but it has all the bonuses like with the uh, Elite Controller so the the analog stick sticks are detachable you can change them out, you can change the button it's got little nub and uh, back paddle things, it's not like the big flappy paddles that the Elite Controller has, they're more like uh, just imagine like chopping the top off of the analog stick and then using that as a trigger. Um, so we have an official price of $200, which I think I called. I think I said it would probably be $200 if not more because the Elite controller is 180 and Sony's stuff is always more expensive. Replacement joystick modules will cost And stuff is even more expensive. Yeah. Replacement joystick modules will cost uh, the wireless controller offers remappable buttons, adjustable trigger stops, swappable joystick modules, like I said. Uh, you can fine tune the stick sensitivity and dead zones to your liking. Um, it comes out in January. So, uh, and this is right at the same time that Microsoft announced that the Elite controller is now part of their design lab. So you can custom design an Elite controller if you're on the Xbox side.
0: Mm-hmm. Um in terms of for me obviously I'm a regular PlayStation gamer um I'm not buying this um It's a lot of money it, it, I also don't want to pay that much for for that the only thing I want from this is the back buttons that's the only thing that I want and it's it's a bit of a shame that they they timed it wrong because t- towards the end of the PS4's life cycle they released that accessory didn't they and it was like 30 quid or something around that it obviously was a lot cheaper than this and you just plug the thing in to your headphone jack, and then obviously it has a headphone jack on the other end, so you can still plug that in. And now two programmable back buttons. You could just obviously you could put whatever buttons you wanted on there. That's all I want. So in terms of like adjustable sticks and all this other kind of stuff, I I don't I don't need that. Also, it's interesting that um, the the way it depends on what game you're playing, but the way the adaptive triggers work. Um, Ratchet and Clank's a good example. So, so certain guns in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, um, particularly the normal blaster that you get will have two different firing modes and that's based on um how far down you're clicking the the trigger because it's got like two stopping points you get used to it once you start first using it and it's got like other weapons in that game that work that way um there's also a thing in um modern warfare 2 uh where you like you go to put pressure on the trigger uh on your on your r2 button and like you have to click it in like, like almost like the like the trigger instead of the trigger being this like flap essentially it's more of a, it's more like an actual button that you click so you click it in which is in terms of like how an actual gun trigger would work it wouldn't be this loose flap thing that you'd pull down right or, or that you'd pull back the, the the trigger on an actual gun is more like an actual button isn't it because you've got a you know press it to to shoot your gun um so that's quite like interesting how that all works but there's a way you can put like let's say you're ready to do an intense like you're lining up an intense shot in 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 a stealth situation and you ju- you're you able to put like just a little bit of pressure on r2 to, to sort of get ready to shoot and then you just click the button when you're when you're ready to shoot it is quite good um but yeah, in terms of like the the adjustable staff and the sticks, I, I I don't need that stuff. I just all I want them to come out with is do the same type of accessory, um, but just do it on the, on the dual um, what's the controller called? The DualSense uh, controller. I almost said DualShock, but DualSense. And the only reason I want that is so when I'm playing COD, which I will still be doing regularly for the next couple of years with the new game, is when I'm pressing square or circle because. essentially with circle whether I'm doing a swan dive or I'm laying down or I'm sliding there's lots of different ways you can move I want to still be able to have my thumbs on my analogue stick so I can still move around physically and then move my camera around obviously in in the first person way that you do that Um, and then when I'm reviving a teammate or swapping a weapon or planting the bomb or opening a door so I can still do those things with one of the bat buttons, essentially, so I don't have to take my thumb off the right stick to press one of the square or circle buttons. Because there has been a few times where I've gone to like slide around a corner on COD and I can't quite like slide and turn and then like try and shoot at the same time because it's all sort of on the right side of the controller. And this would help me to do that because I'd be able to then press, let's say, square, I'd be able to press square and circle at the same time and press R2 and move the right stick. So this is not the the answer to that, unfortunately. Um, In the meantime, I will just deal with what I've got, which is fine. Um, Boy, what what do you think of uh, this uh, controller?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that it's hard for me to have an opinion because I don't have a PS5. I've never used the DualSense controller. Um, You rave about it, and I'm sure that if I ever did get a PS5 and use it, I'm sure I would agree with you on that because I'm very tactile uh, with my controllers. Mm-hmm. it's one of those things that you just have to ask yourself is this something i want to spend the money on and if it is pre-orders for the DualSense go up this tuesday on the 25th uh they'll be on the playstation retail retail site january 20th, 26th 2023 hitting retail stores worldwide february 23rd assuming they have, they can keep them in stock mm-hmm. uh, that, that's also a big assumption
0: right right yeah um not not that I need to rave about it anymore but that that haptic feedback you get it you get it on the on the right game on the right thing in the right moment it's just glorious it really is i i can't wait to see what god of war does with that i'm very curious so and we'll find out soon uh, all right you said yep. that was the last thing that you got
1: that's all i got
0: <clears throat> cool um by the way anybody that's got a ps5 and you want to experience haptic feedback first of all how come you haven't and second of all you have a free game called astros playroom which is an incredible game I love it at the PlayStation, and it really does demonstrate what that controller can do. But I'm I'm assuming that everyone that's bought a PS5 has at least played that game. Um, it's a very very fun game to 100% and get the platinum on as well. So there's that Uh, alright let's get into feedback emails if you'd like to send in your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments whatever you've got let us know what you're playing um, what you think of anything that we've said any news that we've missed etc etc Matthew at entertainment talk.org twitter UK. there's a contact page and information in your show notes email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes as well Harrison writes in he says so Silent Hill is back Um, do you think Konami is back um, it's an interesting question. Do do we think Konami is back? Because technically, Konami never went away. They just sort of stopped making games properly for a while, but kept releasing Pez. But then left um, Metal Gear Solid and Silent Hill. Like some some of the greatest IP in gaming, especially Metal Gear Solid, just left it to do nothing for years. Um, but on the subject of this thing, there might be obviously some contractual issues with maybe Kojima or Gilmot or Toro or whoever. If Silent Hill is going to come back, which it now is, it would be nice if they put PT back on the store. But I don't know if they can definitely do that because that was developed by Kojima. And I'm not saying Kojima would say you can't do that. I'm sure he'd, he'd be happy to put that back on the PlayStation Store because it would be good for the fans. Because I never got to play that game. And even though I've watched that game be played by loads of people. I'd still kind of be interested in playing it myself. Um, Yeah. There there might be some license issues or something with that maybe. But they do own that IP. And I think they possibly own that game. Um, And it was a free. They never should have taken it off in the first place. That was the thing. Like. It was so spiteful that they took a free demo. Off of the PlayStation Store um what do you think of maybe because i didn't really think about that until now because pt is kind of a bit more of a distant memory um did you ever see much of that game pt did you no see, like, people I, playing it
1: i saw somebody play it once um like i said i'm not into the scary games i don't really do the uh-huh. scary games so that it was never really on my radar it's one of those games that i was just curious as to why it got so popular like if you remember way back in the day there was that mobile game Flappy Birds. It oh, yeah. just came out of nowhere, and people lost their ever-loving minds over it. And I just don't get why that became a thing.
0: Yeah, I don't um, it either.
1: It was a so right. yeah, yeah, I had no problems with it. I thought, control, I thought it was a very cleverly designed game to be super quick and super addictive. Mm-hmm. I just don't get why it became the thing it became. Um, yeah. And I'm kind of the same way with P.T., I'm sure the people that love um, horror games really were into it. I know some people intentionally kept their PlayStations offline so it wouldn't get uninstalled without their consent. Um, wow, yeah. Which is a weird thing to say, but yeah, the P- PlayStation was just like yoink, deleted off your controller uh, console remotely. Um, so that's the thing mm-hmm. that happened. Um,
0: yeah. Do you think there could be a like, license issue with it? Why, you can't, why they oh. couldn't put it back on?
1: Hundred percent, there's some licensing issue. Um, I don't know what that would be. I'm, it might be something with Norman Reedus. It might be something with uh, Kojima itself. It might just be Sony still having a pissing match with Kojima, for all we know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, more Konami than than Sony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because what was it? It was Ko- it was Kojima. I can't remember. I can't remember what Guillermo del Toro's involvement was, but he was involved. Norman was going to do the character, I think, or the voice or something, whatever it was. Uh, Those are the people that were involved, which Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus obviously joined him on uh, Death Stranding anyway, so that was... uh, Somebody
1: did recreate it as a playable PC demo. Mm. Um, You can actually download it from GameWatcher.com.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, In terms of, so do we think um, Konami is back I mean, technically they are. It just depends how successful these two games are. Um, because, honestly, if these games come out and you've got another Metal Gear Survive situation, I, I don't even know where they go from, from there. Um, that yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to guess that that's maybe why they haven't done anything with Metal Gear since then. But all you've got to do with Metal Gear to get the fans happy, instead of promising a new game without Kojima, because Kojima's working by himself... Is just go, just go. You've got the scripts, and st- you don't need to write anything new necessarily, because the old Castlevania games, the old Silent Hill games, the old Metal Gear games—they've already been written and stories done years ago. You just, you just need to hire a third-party developer, like a um, looper team in this situation. Just go back and just boost the game up, um, and just, just slap those out onto PS5 and Series X, and you'll, you'll make fans happy. So instead of instead of the pressure of oh god what do we do with the new Silent Hill Metal Gear, just go back and remaster the old games. I'm sure some fan I I saw some Silent Hill fans this week being like oh my god can't believe Silent Hill 2 is back I'm so excited. That's what you want. Um, instead of people playing Metal Gear Survive and being like what is this game why is it the way <laughs> it is. Um, so yeah that's that's what they got to do. So is Konami back? We'll just we'll just have to wait and see what what happens with this company because. I just don't I don't think this is gonna be as smooth sailing as what some people think it's going to be. I hope I'm wrong. Um been wrong about things before and that's absolutely fine. So we'll see. Uh, Jessica writes in so Jessica writes in and says, First time, very long time, you're welcome. Uh been listening since around twenty seventeen. Sorry it's taken so long to write in. Just wanted to say you've both massively improved uh since then so me and you she's talking about. Uh and I always feel the passion sometimes a little bit more from Matt though. What do you enjoy most and least about podcasting and anything specific for gaming podcasts? Um as I mentioned a little bit earlier, there's there's some things this isn't gaming specific, but there's some properties, some things, some TV shows, games and films. I like can't watch a season of TV and I'll know what I'm gonna say pretty much straight away. Like I can pretty much literally finish a season for come straight into this room and i i I just know exactly what i'm gonna say like if you go and listen to my servant season three review and like because i've been saving up thoughts throughout the season and what i'm gonna say about things and it just goes from there um and there's i I find it interesting with myself i suppose sometimes that sometimes i can talk for a really long time know what i'm gonna say and not need any notes and then sometimes just just for the case of more of a focused discussion i do write more notes and i just go from one to the other um so like with like my last of us part one review i knew what i wanted to say about it before i started recording but i wanted to like it's a way of giving myself a guide sometimes but i don't always necessarily need that um i suppose when it comes to games because you're asking about gaming specific stuff obviously the difference with that and watching a tv show or film is not only do you have ...the mechanics of a video game to review... ...it sort of... Um, ...you know... How, ...how does it translate in terms of like... ...is the story better than the gameplay... ...is the gameplay better than the story... ...how... ...and like gameplay mechanics are a whole different ballpark to... ...talk about... ...because it's like okay... ...do, do the things in the game work... ...does it make sense... ...what are the new mechanics like... ...is the game like... ...too stiff... ...is it... you know ...does, does it flow well... ...does it feel good to play... ...um... Obviously, you know, with newer things like haptic feedback, it's a whole other different ballpark of like, hey, when I did this thing in a game, I felt this thing through the controller and it was really interesting or, or whatever. Um, so you've got all that kind of going on. Or if you have, let's say, like cut scenes that are a bit more interactive or something and like, hey, how well did that flow with it? What, what, what like warning did the game give you or um, what's like the structure of that? I suppose there's a few things I'm going to be talk- mentioning with that in the Modern Warfare 2 review that I'm looking forward to getting to. And again with the Modern Warfare 2 one, I know pretty much what I want to say. I'm gonna write like notes to give myself a bit of a guide. Um but then I wanna that that's the type of review where I wanna sit on it for a couple of days just in case any other thoughts pop up or I, I read anything else. It's something that just triggers a, a different thought in my brain. I was like, oh yeah, there's another point I can add to that or whatever. Um, I would hope that we've improved over the time because that's kind of the goal is, you know, we make the shows better. We change maybe the formats, introduce new shows, um, get better in terms of, you know, what what we're doing, I suppose. Um, yeah, Robert, what's your thoughts on all this kind of stuff? And to, to the question here, how does kind of reviewing games and stuff compare to um, reviewing like films and TV shows for you?
1: Yeah, I personally don't get like super, super amped up uh, with a lot of things. I'm fairly stoic in that. Um, I love being able to talk about video games with somebody. Um, I used to do other podcasts. I love not having to hear my own voice doing the editing. That's one thing I'm really <laughs> thankful for because I got so sick of my own voice and I had a terrible mic and it always like dropped out the bottom end. So I was sounding like I was sucking on helium half the time. Um But yeah, I mean, it's it's always fun to talk about your hobbies. Um, There's literally podcasts on anything. I listen to photography podcasts. I listen to local business podcasts. Now granted, that's like a half hour once a week, so it's not the hardest thing to keep up on. Mm -hmm. But it keeps me interested and lets me know what's going on with a few things. Um, So yeah, I mean, podcast is basically the best thing to come out of social media. Um, Everything (laughs) else is just pure garbage.
0: yeah yeah one thing i like personally doing as well like i was doing today obviously i'm sitting in the cinema watching black adam and you know my thoughts are changing and whatever as i'm watching the film things are happening things are good or stupid or bad or whatever uh pacing of the film is it good um and i try not to let my brain get like overflowed with like how good is it how good is it how good is it think about it now do it now kind of thing um i try do try to sort of like Pause that part of my brain a bit and just let myself watch something um but then like as an event happens in the film or whatever um and sometimes i can be like 10-20 minutes into a film and i'll be like this is terrible this is getting a skip rating like this is just this is just really bad this is getting a skip rating or then maybe it improves over the next 30 minutes i'm like hey this is, this is getting better maybe i'll change my mind a little bit and obviously i come to a conclusion once i get on the microphone um there has been a couple of things i've gone to sit down and review and i'm like do I give this a must see or like a strong must see? Um I don't know if people think like the rating system is a bit silly, but I find it really fun to do. I find it really, really fun because even though I still put like a numbered rating on things, I just like the sort of I, I like the system that I've got and I like the different the, the the words of it if that makes sense. Like, hey is this a skip, possible skip, don't skip, must see. It's I just feel like the, the the phrases of which one am I gonna pick? is very specific and that's the reason I came up with it to how would I describe this thing um obviously with a game it's like must play instead of must must see um but that's I, I find that really really fun to do and it doesn't apply with like every single thing so like when we're doing walking dead week to week I don't go hey this episode is a must see it's just what do we think of this week's episode so um I I suppose what I'm trying to say is I I like I like the content that we've ended up making and how we how we decide things, how we decide ratings and and that type of stuff, so I find it really really fun. I'll tell you what, as a new occurrence, it's both really awesome and really really strange to get paid for doing this because I'm getting paid for it now. Um as of last month, was it last month? Yeah, as as of no, the month before that. Um yeah, 2 months ago. It's strange and really, really nice to get paid as well. And I'm not being paid, you know, million pound a week. Not that I need that much, but um, it's it's a step forward, which has been really good. So, um, it is very strange though. It is very, very strange. Um, so yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of that. If that explains everything, so um. That, that no one specifically said, like, hey, this skip and don't see and must whatever, It, it no, nobody's said to me that that's stupid. And if you do, I don't really care. I'm going to keep doing that because I, I like doing that. Um, I mean, if 200 people wrote in tomorrow to Entertainment Talk and said, hey, get rid of this rating system, it's really stupid, I might consider changing it, but that's not happened, so I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, What do you think of, like, the rating system and all that type of thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've never understood numbers for rating systems for shows like how is an 8.3 arguably better than an 8.1 um i'm perfectly fine with the the must see possibly see don't skip skip i think that gives more of a context of both your interest in whatever you're covering and you know relative to your own background in it like you giving modern warfare a don't skip not that shocked to me. It'd have been more shocked if you just said a skip to it. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'd imagine if, like, let's say I popped out a review tomorrow and it said, like, hard skip for Modern Warfare 2, I imagine most people would be like, what? Yeah. I, I didn't expect Matt to do that. Um, Is it April 1st? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I thought about doing a couple of things on April 1st, but n- none of them were particularly uh, good ideas. So, um, yeah.
1: Um, but no, it's yeah, just... there always... And weirdly enough, they tend to come true. In terms of people want that stuff. Like I remember a long time ago, somebody as a as a lark did a, uh, um, what's that animal in Empire Strikes Back that they cut open and stuff Luke inside it? I can't remember. Um, anyway, somebody made that as a as a uh, as a sleeping bag as a April Fool's joke, <laughs> and so many people wanted to wanted it. They actually wound up making it. Huh. Like somebody did unicorn meat as a lark and they just made like a a variant of spam and then sold it as unicorn meat because so many people wanted it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, thanks for writing in, Jessica. Feel free to write in, everybody. Um, I know you said you you waited a while to write, write in, but it's good that you have and hopefully you continue to do so and everybody else does. Um, anyway, in the meantime, uh, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org, TV, Games, Films, May United podcast. Take a look out for what we're doing at the moment. It's going to be some stuff next week. I'm off of work next week, so I'll have more time to do things. Um, were you interested, by the way, in doing a Welcome to Wrexham review?
1: Yeah, I've, it's already finished over here. I don't know if you've seen it yet.
0: I've I've got two episodes left. I was kind of saving them for when we... So I can, like, finish those closer to when we would record because i want because david said he was watching that as well i'll ask him tomorrow um yeah i was gonna because the the interesting part about that in terms of like american uh, sorry not american british football we all come from completely different places like you're more into american sports david kind of keeps eyes on certain scores and stuff and i'm really really into english football so we all come from completely different backgrounds on it so we'll probably all have like completely different things to say about it as well um, there's a few things I need to look up in terms of numbers and figures and things because I want to do a few comparisons. But that could be interesting. Um, I'll let you and David know when I've when I finish watching that, and we can do something on that. Um, possibly this week. Who knows? We shall see. Um, anyway, EntertainmentTalk.org podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk TV, games, films, main night podcast. Take a look out for what we're doing. If you want to get involved, um, please feel free to do them. Do it that way as well. Uh you can also tell other people about what we're doing either by just telling them or using social media, however you want to do that. Um as well. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers for the free podcast review options, have a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh TV and film news, Geek Town Radio will return this week. Uh Geektown Radio of course on Tuesdays, Geektown.co.uk that's run by David, who I just mentioned. He runs Geek Town, the website. Um it's for renewals, cancellations, pickups, air dates, film news, all that sort of thing as well over on Twitch uh, Bex is still streaming very regularly over there Little Nightmares 2 chat retro and uh, game stream so check out what she's up to over there Trista B-Y-T-E-S myself Twitch e-talk-uk. Um, I think I'll bring the FIFA streams back next week because this week I'm going to do like an opening night live style thing for Modern Warfare 2 to, to get started on um, <clears throat> my con- continued career on that so look out for the Modern Warfare 2 stuff on there thankfully
1: and... uh, Little Nightmares she's finished And so she put her next game up in the chat, and the chat decided we wanted her sane, Uh, so she's going to be replacing Little Nightmares with Stray, which she very much needs that game. That is an awesome game. I never played it, but uh, I've seen two different people stream it, and it's a a tearjerker.
0: Mm, It's good. It's a really good game. Um, I reviewed that as well, so, but uh, I'm sure Bex will like that as well, so go over and check out what she's doing, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S me on Twitch, E-Talk UK uh, did obviously the Long Modern Warfare stream, did the other stuff, if you want to find all that archived, uh, like the game clips and streams and stuff, archived, that's on YouTube, which is Entertainment Talk Plays, so look out for all of that thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time, goodbye
1: goodbye